ER, I love you, but you're bringing me down. This is a story written during one of the darkest times in my old ER job, which I ultimately left. This sat in my drafts for a long time, and every time I look at it, I wonder what became of this patient. November 2016, I'm sitting at my desk typing on a keyboard while my brain beats me over repeatedly with one single word, quit, quit, quit. I push back, shut up, no way, I love my job, tough it out, quit, no, quit, no. I have work tomorrow. Not only that, I'm training someone new tomorrow, so I especially have to be at work. I think I wanted to be in ER medicine a whole lot more before I actually began working in ER medicine. I also think that's the reality for many people in this field, from the secretaries and scribes like me, to the techs and the doctors and the nurses. I love my job. But what does it mean if you love your job, but want to quit it almost every day? I see meth-addicted patients who can't stop doing meth. The high feels wonderful, and they're in horrible pain afterward. I see myself in them now. The moment I clock out, it all comes crashing down, and everything hurts. The gore doesn't bother me. If anything, I crane my neck for the traumas and procedures so I can see as much as possible in order to learn. I can acknowledge a sad patient history and move on to the next one professionally. I'm good at this, and I love learning more about it. But something happened this week. I think something in me snapped, something I didn't even know was there. I was working an overnight, tired, but working with my favorite doctor, so I felt good. I took my meal break and came back, ready to see more patients. We walked into a gentleman's room, and he had his hand in a bandage. When the doctor removed it to assess the wound, the man's necrotic pointer finger dangled at the knuckle, almost completely detached. I immediately felt a lump in my throat. It wasn't the finger. It wasn't the smell. It was this homeless man who had held together his finger with tape. Tape. His finger was falling off and he tried to fix it with tape. I tell myself, it doesn't bother me. I've seen sadder things now. It's probably the long drive. It's my living situation. It's that I work odd hours, so my sleep is all messed up. It's that I get paid $10 an hour for a job where I deserve more than that because they know that ambitious pre-med kids will work for scraps if it means they get to see medicine in practice. I swallow. It's none of those things. It's this man in front of me. He's been outside, cold, hungry, hurting, with an actual appendage falling off his body, and no one to care for him, no one to soothe him, no one to tell him weeks ago to go to the hospital so the finger wouldn't get to this point. The room swims in front of my eyes. I'll be right back. I turn on my heel and power walk out of the ER. I speed down the short hallway and turn again, relief washing over me as I step out of the hospital. I gasp in the cold 3 a.m. air, and suddenly, I'm crying. I don't even remember walking out of the ER. Ellie, are you okay? Oh, Lord, it's my attending. 
God, kill me. Kill me now. I turned to face him and force myself to look him in the eyes. His face falls, and I feel a tsunami wave of failure crash over me. Well, there goes that letter of recommendation. It's not the finger. It's not because it's gross. It's because it's sad. It's really sad. Just give me a minute and I'll be back in. He pats my shoulder. It is sad, he says, and turns around and walks off. As soon as he's through the doors, I shove my hand in my pocket and feel my car key sitting there. Suddenly, I race to the parking garage, get in my car, put the key in the ignition, and sit there, my knee jumping up and down. No, this is not how you do this. Just drive off. I'll tell everyone you couldn't handle it and you can go into another career. No, this is not you. I step back out and walk back into the ER. The doctor is still with the patient, who's refusing treatment and believes all his finger needs is a cleaning. The bone stares me in the face. The doctor pleads with him. Sir, please, we need to draw labs and see if you're septic and give you IV antibi- No, I don't want any damn antibiotics or medicine or tests. Just let me go, sir. Please, no. I feel like I'm being swallowed up by the ground and suddenly very aware of the fact that I have a bobby pin stabbing me behind my ear. But I type, patient refusing lab workup and medical treatment. The patient leaves and the doctor and I stand next to each other in silence. I realize my next words are crucial to my future as a healthcare provider. Mm. Us? What? The finger. How do you want me to describe it in the chart? It was purulent with pus, right? And there was also this circumference of necrosis at the base of the, I think, second phalange? He looks at me, his eyebrows slowly going up. I smile dryly, my fingers hovering over the keyboard, waiting for him to say something. Yes, make sure you chart he's leaving against medical advice. Noted, I stare at the computer, watching letters dance as I contemplate asking the next question. The doctor looks at me, knowing I want to say something. So, what do you do in a situation like this one? Like, what do you do? I ask, cringing at my own wording. He sighs. You know, he was competent enough to leave against medical advice. He seems like he's struggling with some mental illness and he's homeless, but he was competent, and he was alert and oriented to person, time, place, and event. Clearly, he brought himself here, so he knows something is wrong, but he didn't want that full workup. He's either going to come back and allow treatment next time, or maybe the sepsis will catch up with him, and someone will find him on the side of the road and call 911. And when the EMTs bring him in, then he might not be alert and oriented, in which case, will be able to treat him. There's really no way to know. I nod, sighing. It's not like we can strap him down and shove meds down his throat. I get that, but I know it's what he needs. You don't just heal from a dangling necrotic finger. And I know that if it's not treated, it will spread and take his whole hand. And there's nothing we can do. 
I know right now the only thing I can do is drop it. And let us move on to the next people who need our help. Okay, I'm done with this chart now. Great. Now let's go see this other guy with the rectal bleed. I spun around my computer on wheels while feeling the weight of my keys still in my pocket. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs>